episode one. Ford Ness, Brit Ness kick off their podcasting experience. Just kidding. We're not going to talk like that. Um, but we are going to jump into like why we are doing podcasts, right? So podcasts are just like another form of uh, sharing your voice, sharing your audience and expanding on things that you know and expanding on your stories, your challenges and your knowledge. I feel like when we get on video, whenever you're sharing on social and we've gotten so much better at it, right? If you look back a couple of years ago, even back to like 2013, when Instagram first came out, everything was so polished and it became even more polished over the next five to seven years. One thing about podcasts is that it just is real. I want to be able to like show up and just uncover who we are and what we do and like why we do it and feel like one the older generation maybe i could be wrong in this but just aren't on podcast feel like when we share things to social we just always have to be cautious of hey brit's mom's on social or my parents are on social and whenever we share something we definitely are not going to drop the f-bomb in something we share on social whereas in a podcast Maybe they start listening to it, but I highly doubt they do. So that's one reason. Another reason is just like Britt loves to talk. So we're going to get her on here. She's probably going to be pissed that I did this without her. Uh, but that's okay because I had an hour here. We've been talking about doing this for a year. And we are on December 22nd of 2023. And, you know, 2023 is still not over. So we might as well get this one in and get it started. So the way, Hey, in 2024, it's not starting a podcast, it's growing on a podcast. Uh, so this first episode, we're going to just going to jump into my story since Brett's not here. We're going to, I'm going to peel you back all the way to high school days and then kind of walk you forward through college into my professional career. Kind of what got me to real estate, what got me to where I am today. And maybe like, where do we see ourselves going? Kind of where's this podcast going to go? I'm sure as I'm winging this thing a little bit, like we are going to change this, hopefully not weekly, but we will change it over time. Um, it'll evolve into something different. Uh, but just want to give you a background on who is Ford, where did he come from, and you know what what's kind of shaped who I am today. So let's jump back into like where I grew up. I grew up in Warsaw, Indiana. It's like two two hours fifteen minutes north of Indianapolis. Um, pretty much middle of the state, maybe slightly east, about 45 minutes from Fort Wayne, right, right between Fort Wayne and South Bend, pretty much, um, right along highway 30. I grew up there, graduated in 2013. Um, and like sports were my life, right? I think I was just like one of those kids. I played football and baseball and loved it, lived it, everything, right? Once it Went to camps, got head coaches, always lifting, always trying to get better. And really that probably shaped me into like into my sales environment. It's like always being open to feedback and always being competitive um, has definitely helped for me, whether it's in sales or business. Uh, but I knew like Warsaw was not going to be not going to be like where I wanted to stay. Um, Warsaw is like a great place to grow up. Had all the lakes up there. It's beautiful. But I knew I wanted to get away. And that's maybe not as much for like the Warsaw aspect as just like wanting to get out and see see more things. 
Um, so my, like, I don't even know, junior, senior year is dating a girl and her best friend was a, uh, was dating a guy at Purdue. So started to like come down to Purdue, see, uh, see the party scene, see like more opportunities out there and decided that, Hey, I'm not going to go play football in a small school, um, or play baseball at a small school and pay what, $40,000 a year to go there. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to a big school. I'm going to, I'm going to tell everybody it's cause it's half the price and it's a good financial decision, but truly it's probably cause like, Hey, I wanted to go develop friendships, kind of find who I was. Cause sports was, you know, if you're going to like a D three school, like sports is not going to be your life forever. And like, if that's your passion, that's your love, go for it. But like I was fading out of that phase of my life. So I ended up going to Purdue. It took me three times to get into Purdue. I, you know, didn't start applying to like January of my senior year. Um, I got rejected from the engineering school. I got rejected from Craner, which is the business school. Um, ended up going into their selling and sales school. They're probably like, this kid's applied to other times. He's going to succeed at sales. And he just keeps showing up like this. Had decent grades my first year. So then ended up transferring from the selling and sales school into Craner, uh, the business school. And did that more just like kind of out of prestige, I guess, just because I feel like there was a stigma around the selling and sales school. Even though I feel like if I would have stuck with the selling and sales school, I would have had more more and things that translated over to my career. Met some like amazing people at Purdue. Uh, grew a ton. I'm so thankful for my time there. Like definitely had challenges while I was there too that like my parents uh, split up when I was there, which was just a challenge because I have two younger brothers and a, a younger sister. And, you know, being the oldest of three, I just, you know, part of me was like, should I go home and be there to help support them? Um, and then also part of me was like, just not knowing how I was going to pay for the next semester was always on my mind. Um, knowing that I had a $5,000 bill coming up and trying to figure out how to pay for that. Um, Maybe we'll get into to how I paid for that in different episodes, but we'll leave that off the record for now. So yeah, met some amazing people. Probably half the things that kept me there were like, you could go buy beers at bars for 25 cents, which was just wild. All of the experiences that we had there. Uh, met some of my best friends there. My best man, my wedding I met at Purdue. Um, pretty much everybody I talked to, like on a deeper level, now, I am at either at Purdue or afterwards. Um, I don't know if I talked to anybody too much from the Warsaw life outside of like, hey, how's it going? Or, um, you know, there's a handful, but definitely not like extremely deep relationships that have come from there. Not that I'm against that, though. Like if, you know, Warsaw people are talking to this, I'm happy to talk to you guys. Hey, like my grades were not that great in high school and they weren't that great in college either. Like they weren't, I wasn't failing, but I just was like somewhere in between like a two and a half and 3.0 student the whole time. So, uh, right in that, like, I don't know what that is. C plus B minus range. Um, so when I was going to look for jobs, like I feel like my, my job pool was probably a little limited, but let's back up before I started to go look for jobs. I like Brit and I met, so Brit and I met my junior year, her senior year, just weeks before she was supposed to graduate. We went on a spontaneous like dance date. She actually went with a roommate of mine. I went with another sorority sister of hers 
And that was like the first time we'd met. We had like crossed paths before that, but never like actually talked or like had conversations. We met then. We like had a good time. A couple weeks later, her and Tyler, another dude that was a part of our fraternity, set up for us to be paired. Our fraternity had been kicked off for hazing and whatever else. Her sorority was on a probation for hazing, I think. Um, so we did like an unofficial pairing for Grand Prix, which was a ton of fun. Um, we hit it off that week. And then so that's like two weeks before before summer. And then we like talked through summer, figured it in the summer. We're like, all right, are we going to like date? Or are we going to what are we going to do? Because I'm going to my senior year. You're starting a new career. Um, so we ended up dating starting middle to end of summer. But that was like awesome. Like that was a great experience and exposure, I should say, more than experience for myself because growing up in Warsaw, I'd been to like Chicago a time or two, but like coming down to Indy every weekend pretty much to see Brit, but then also like get exposed to like there's so much more out there. And I think that's like really like the premise of my life is like growing up in a small town. If you don't get exposed to things, you don't know. And and I'm very thankful that it's all kind of transpired that way. So Britt and I met, um, started dating that summer. Um, going into my senior year, I'm like, okay, now I need to get into like, what am I going to do for a job? My job pool is kind of uh, slim because my grades aren't great. Was not very involved in college campus um, outside of like having a good time and meeting people. So I knew I was probably limited to like a sales role type position. Got hired by a recruiting firm. Uh, and was like, sweet, let's take this position and run with it. Was with them, or I never even got onboarded by them. I accepted the job about a month before graduation. They call and are like, hey, we have a management change. We're letting all the previous managers hires go before they even start. Um, we wish you the best of luck. It's like, oh, fuck. So go to the just-in-time career fair. I'm pretty sure that's what they called it, but it, it was just-in-time. It was like a week after that phone call. Uh, I go, I meet a new home builder. I'm like, hey, my parents are in construction. This is a great avenue. They're hiring for salespeople. I would love to like interview and figure out how this is going to work. Start talking to Larry. You know, we've been Larry's Brit's dad. Um, we've been dating for over a year at this point. And he's like, all right, so you got fired before you got hired at your other company. Like, well, what's your game plan? I was like, well, I'm talking to this new home builder. I'm not fully sure what, what this is, but, um, it's Fisher homes and, you know, they're looking to hire like new home salespeople. And, uh, he was just like, Oh, that's small world. Like Brit's ex-brother-in-law was the president of Fisher homes. And, you know, he made a call and helped me get in and Brit's sister sold for Pulte, which is another home builder and had a great experience doing that. So, Went on to Fisher Homes and part of me in the back of my mind was like, okay, like I'm only getting hired because my girlfriend's ex-brother-in-law is the president, right? And I was like, okay, I got to I gotta figure out a way to succeed at this. So that way, I'm not that dude. And thankfully, I was able to. They have an amazing, amazing uh, training program. Highly recommend it to anybody that's like looking to get into real estate, has no sales experience you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to like either connect you with somebody or discuss it with you. So yeah, jumped into Fisher Homes, went, uh, went and crushed in sales, jumped through their sales training program and 
really just dove in, um, stressed that I was going to fail. So work worked my ass off to make sure that I didn't and make sure that I succeeded. And um, Brett and I continued to build our relationship. We ended up getting engaged uh, at Purdue, which was awesome and had like all of our friends come to a after party at Harry's and um, just had a blast. So um, got engaged. I was like crushing it at Fisher Homes, but I knew like Fisher Homes wasn't the long-term play. I knew it was a great experience. I knew I made great money when it, you're there. Um, people can make a great career out of it. They can either stay in sales for a really long time and make a lot of money, um, or you can move up in the sales department or go into construction or land development or so many different avenues. Um, but I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do forever. Um, one, like the sales side, you work evenings and weekends, like six, or not six, but like 11 p.m. to 6 p.m. every Saturday and Sunday. And I was like, you know, if I start a family at some point, that is not the career I want to go down. Um, real estate, on the other hand, like, yeah, you do work evenings and weekends, but like it's by appointment pretty much, or it's like open houses are shorter. So it's like two hours at a time. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to transition. I'm selling two to three homes here at Fisher Homes. Uh, I'm going to transition. I'm going to get my license and go into residential real estate. When I started to make that decision, it was like probably four months before Brent and I got married. And I, I had like one foot out the door, one foot in the door at Fisher Homes, uh, which I don't know if anybody's been in that position, but when the, when that starts to happen, like you just don't do as well. So yeah, I don't even know if I sold like maybe a home or two for like those last three or four months I was there. Um, and I'm sure like my manager, like Dave was awesome and had a great experience with him, big Purdue fan as well. And I'm sure he was probably like, what is going on with this kid? And I'm pretty confident he asked me like, hey man, are you okay? And I just, yeah, I wasn't committed. And and Britt was like, hey, you either need to get committed to it, leaving or committed to like working there because you just mentally were not in a good space. And I, I wasn't. And um, even though we're like, going into our getting married. So we ended up getting married in October. I got my license like the week before I passed the test. Um, we go on our honeymoon. I come back. I put my two weeks in. I think for the opportunity um, was just like, hey, neither of us are making money off this. It's time to like, go our separate ways. I'm going to jump into residential real estate. I'm selling a couple homes a month at Fisher Homes. I'm like, hey, I can do that in uh, residential real estate. Thought it would be an easy transition. And, you know, I was a little taken back. It was definitely not as easy as I thought. I went six months without selling my first house, um, which was a struggle, especially when you find out three months into it that you're expecting with your first. Yeah, so we found out we we're expecting with Kaylin, which has been awesome. She's she's such a joy in our lives. At the time, I was, I think I was still 24 when we found out we were expecting. Um, definitely younger than when I thought we would uh, have kids. I think I remember being like a few beers, probably too deep at Harry's when I was 21, 22, and Britt being like, hey, uh, when do you want to have kids? Or maybe it was more like, I felt like she wanted to have kids sooner than later. So I was like, hey, I don't think I want to have kids. So I'm like 30. So now we're like 24, finding out that we're expecting with our first. And, you know, you just got to, you got to roll with it. And it's one of those things where you either like lean into it or you resist it. And for me, I, I knew when I, I knew like when we were going to have kids that I would lean into it. Like I wanted to be that dad that showed up for their kids and was there for them all the time. It was 
it was amazing. And then like, but I'm like, I got to figure out a way to make some money because I got to pay for, I got a family to provide for. A couple months after we find out that we're expecting, I still haven't sold a house. I'm like, all right, man, I got to either make this work or go get a different job. COVID had just started. So most of the like companies that I had connections with were putting on hiring freezes and they were like, Hey, we're not hiring. So that just like burnt my, burnt my ships. And I knew I had to make this happen. My brother-in-law was like, Hey, you got a baby on the way. You, you need to start to figure this out. So he introduced me to Drew Schrader. Drew has been an awesome mentor. He's like one of the most creative people I know. He's just like, is always spitballing ideas and has, has things just like raw off the top of his, you know, off the tip of his tongue. And I was just there soaking it all up and then going and implementing it. Um, and it completely changed my, my real estate career and very thankful that my brother-in-law introduced me to Drew. So yeah, I uh, started implementing all the stuff Drew's teaching and uh, jumped right in and thankfully I get started to take off. I just uh, started selling homes and things started to rock and roll and I was having fun with it and I was making money and I was like, all right, this, this can be a career. We can make this happen. Um, Brett was a teacher at the time. So we're on teacher salary plus my salary. And, uh, we were just figuring it out as two 24, 25 year old kids. Um, and just working through it. Uh, thankfully it's just continued to grow. Uh, we've had lots of amazing clients and lots of amazing friends support us, refer us, send us business, uh, work with us. And like, we couldn't do it without them. I feel like that's cliche to say, but it's just like the truth, right? Like if people kept quit supporting us, quit sending us business, quit helping us through this, like it wouldn't be much of a business. Like today we have like visions for the future visions for like where we want to go. Um, I, I've had like people in like older generations be like, why do you want to grow like bigger than where you're at? And it's like, I feel like one, if you're not growing, you're dying. And it's just, if you are an agent and you work as an agent for 20 years and you never progress into like being a leader or growing others or helping others achieve their dreams, then like I, for me, I, that's just, I wouldn't look at it as being successful in my own eyes. Now, Hey, people love that. They want to do that all, all the more power to them. Um, but for me, I'm always just like, trying to like grow. And I think that's the thing about like real estate is like, it is so much like 1% better every day. And that's kind of in my motto. Um, and it's just, it's a career where you can get better every day in so many different avenues. And it really starts with yourself, like having, having the ability to like look inward and identify like where you're struggling, whether it's health, wealth, relationships, finances, so many different avenues, um, faith, like if one of those pillars aren't, aren't working well, your marriage, um, you know, you're, you're not going to show up as well as an agent or a leader or a business owner. Um, so yeah, I think that's why I have a passion for real estate more than anything is just because of the, the opportunity to grow at, at every corner. So Kaylin, we had her in 2020. She's now three, which is just unbelievable to me. I can't believe like how fast time goes uh, from the time like 
you know, holding her in the hospital or even going back to like Brit taking the pregnancy test at her first home and thinking now she's like three. It's like this little girl that's like growing every day. And then we had Ave in 2022 who is just a bundle of happiness. Like she is the happiest little kid there is. She's she's pretty funny. Um, so she's a little over one now. Um, so we have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and they are just up. Uh, they're pretty awesome. Um, being a dad is awesome. It's exhausting, uh, but it is, it's a lot of fun. And I'm so thankful that, you know, I tell them every day, I'm like, I'm thankful I get to be their dad. So yeah, I mean, I think that's my, my story. There's so much more we're going to share so many more things like in detail that we'll share about how we've been able to build our real estate business. Uh, and I think the overarching thing about this episode that we need to take away is like, we are in a lot of places. We are we're like all over social media. We're all over like emails. We're all over like mailers. So many different forms of communicating to people we're doing, but they're all like a polished version. They all like have an underlying tone where on these podcasts, on any other podcast that we share, I want to like be as authentic to you and not show up as a figurehead or a postcard that's professionally done mon like tone. I want to be able to like show up and be authentic and uncover like what we go through, the challenges we experience, some of our wins through it. You know, I'm Brit's probably gonna be so pissed. I don't know if I've already said that, but she's gonna be pissed because we've been talking about this podcast for over a year. Um, so please engage, send me any questions you have. Would love to like, you know, if you send me like, Hey, remember that time, uh, Paul jumped through that sign when we were at Purdue, like I am happy to like tell you my perspective on what happens. If you want to leave a review or subscribe, do it. I'm not going to ask you to see you guys next time.